Welcome to Business Matters with host Rob Capello, a podcast where we open the conversation on what matters for business. We would like to thank your sponsor, Valley First Credit Union, a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson. They offer a wide range of banking and investment services for individuals and families. Valley First also has a talented business and commercial team to provide the expertise, products, and services local businesses need to grow and thrive. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Business Matters, presented by Valley First, the division of First West Credit Union. Uh, my name is Rob Capello. I'm a VP Business Development and Now Media Group. Um, for those who are unfamiliar with Valley First, I do want to give them a little bit of shout out. They're our new sponsor for this series. Uh, they're a member-owned financial cooperative serving the Okanagan, Similkameen, and Thompson Valleys. They offer a wide range of banking and investment service for individuals and families, and they also have a robust business and commercial team. Uh, with expertise and products and services that needed to help any business uh, grow and thrive. And if you want more information, please go to valleyfirst.com slash business. And again, thank Valley First for their support so we can do these on a weekly basis and bring them to the community. So um, I'm not much of a you know quote guy, but I found this and I thought it was, was appropriate for our discussion today. So Nelson Mandela once said, education is the most powerful wep- weapon um, you can use to change the world. Um, and there's a college in Vernon that has empowered thousands of students with the power of education. Um, and it was the first nationally accredited registered massage therapy program in Canada. And did I mention it's in Vernon? Right <laughs> up, I am right now. So really looking forward to this discussion. I've known Roxana for a few years now. And so we're, helping, we're, so we're happy to welcome Roxana Petruk from Okanagan Valley College of Massage Therapy. I'm going to say OVCM2 moving forward. Is that okay? You yeah. bet. So welcome, Roxanne. Thank you for joining us this morning. Well, thank you, Rob. It's great to be here. So just a quick intro and then Roxanne can kind of jump in. But Roxanne's the owner and executive director of OVCMT. Um, she also holds the board position for vice president of the Canadian Council of Massage Therapy Schools. She's an advocate for advancement of massage therapy education in Canada and as such was a huge supporter of the formation of a national standards for massage therapy education. This is a long one through the Canadian Massage Therapy Council for Accreditation. You guys like your acronyms, eh, in this in education? Oh, we do. There's an acronym for everything. everything. So. <laughs> um, and OBCT became the first nationally accredited massage therapy program in Canada in 2017. So that's awesome. Congratulations. Amazing work. So, so let's get started. People don't want to hear me talking. So um, really nice to see you, Roxanne. I know we haven't chatted over the last few months very much, so it's nice to see you, and uh, thanks for joining us. Let's start off just by letting people know about OVCM team, you know, the who, the what, the where, and, and, and what makes you guys different, but who you guys are. Absolutely. So, you know, we have been uh, educating massage therapists for over 20, well, almost 26 years. Last year was our 25th anniversary. So the college started in 1994, and it has been in Vernon that whole time. And so many, many students have come through our program and are successful registered massage therapists. And uh, and so that is sort of who we are, where we are. And um, 
like you say, in 2017, because we were believers and uh, our founder was um, a part and parcel of the development of the national accreditation standard. Um, when that idea and all of that was forming, we became the first nationally accredited massage therapy program. And that ensures that when you are going for registered massage therapy training, if you are with the nationally accredited program, you know that there are minimum standards in education, not just education, but across the board, how the company is run, um, the education standards, so that uh, students can be confident in right. what they're getting uh, when they come out of that program. So can, can, you, can you run a college for massage therapy and not be accredited? Well, actually you can in other parts of Canada. BC has actually was accredited through the College of Massage Therapists of British Columbia, the CMTBC, another acronym. Okay. But um, <laughs> so um, they accredited colleges within BC, but BC was the only province that had their um, governing body accrediting colleges. And so if you're trained in other provinces, there is really no guarantee on the, on the quality of education that you're getting. And it's um, really important. Um, Ontario was also a regulated province and we now have five regulated provinces for the profession in Canada, but the education was not regulated nationally. And that's really important that regardless of where you're going, you want some way to know that you're getting a quality education. When you come out, you are qualified to work as a healthcare professional in massage therapy. Interesting. So if we look at the program itself, and we'll, we'll dig a little bit deeper, I do want to talk a little bit about the history and how you got involved. But um, the program itself is, who does it cater to? Like, what sort of students or, or, or people are, are, are you seeing go through the program? You know, we're seeing a lot of people that have previous education, people coming from a kinesiology degree, a science degree, maybe coming out of nursing or social work, where they want to stay in healthcare, but they want to change to have more control and flexibility in their schedule. And RMTs have that control and flexibility. Um, you know, in their working life. We, we do get students coming, um, you know, from high school if they're very strong achievers, but I think it's really important to have um, sort of that, that high achiever uh, coming into the program, someone who's motivated, um, understands study skills and how to manage it. It's quite an intense program, but it's a really exciting and rewarding program in every class, whether it be an academic class or a hands-on class feeds into and marries with the other education in the program. So really those people that are um, highly motivated, um, high achievers do very well in the program, regardless of whether they're coming young or whether they're coming like I did out of a first career, moving to a second career. Right, and how long is the program? It's two years. It's a four-term program and uh, we have a September and January intake and then you're with us for two years. And, and, and you do the one program. Your, your choice is either do the program or you don't, right? Absolutely. We do registered massage therapy. And we think because we focus in on only one program, we're very up on the changes as a profession develops, as the profession of massage therapy changes, as there's new regulations, new information, because we do the one program where we're wholly focused on understanding it and um, understanding the changes in the future of the profession. And, and does it happen a lot? Like you mentioned sort of keeping up to date with the regulations do, is, is, I don't know, over the, the 
the last five years? Like how many, is there changes constantly every year? Are you seeing changes? Like how, how often do you guys have to see and, and adapt to what's going on to what the, you know, provincially or federally that's happening? Well, you know, massage therapy has, you know, especially with national accreditation, that was a big change uh, in BC um, and to understand what the nuances of that were. But I think the profession of massage therapy is always developing as new research comes out regarding pain, treatment, techniques. It's really important that we're the forefront of knowing what's happening with those changes in the profession, as well as in the education field. So when someone graduates, do they have to keep up with the skill by coming back into like programs or anything, or how, how do they learn? How do they learn about that? Like you said, new techniques or uh, or that might be or new pain threshold, whatever it may be that they're dealing with. How how do they go back and do that? So when you become a registered massage therapist, um, you are required to take what's called continuing education. So there are so many credits within a two-year period that a registered massage therapist takes. And a lot of massage therapists, they're lifelong learners. So they often take much more than that, but there is a minimum. And, um, and so you can choose within that an area of focus that you want to continue to learn, as well as the College of Massage Therapists of BC has required credits that you take, let's say, on um, informed consent or on advertising, you know, using social media appropriately for someone who is regulated in the profession of massage therapy. And so there's sort of a mix of both sort of the academic side and then and then skills side. And once you're an RMT, you really can choose to come back and focus and continue to learn throughout your whole career. Mm. So uh, what career options, like, so I'm a student, I go through the program, uh, I graduate, then what? Like, what sort of options do I have once I actually graduate? Right. So once you graduate from our program, you then take what we call the board exam. So that's the College of Massage Therapy of BC entry level to practice exams. There's four exams that you take. And at that point, you are now a registered massage therapist. So there are many directions. Some massage therapists choose to focus on treating patients in chronic pain or perhaps that are dealing with um cancer and they've had lymph nodes removed so they need lymphatic drainage some massage therapists choose to work with sports teams um you know hockey professional cycling many different things they often you'll see in the last olympics um one of our skiers that won meddling was thanking her registered massage therapist for her care when she was being interviewed so that was kind of neat to hear um a lot of massage therapists work in a multidisciplinary clinic so that might be with chiropractors physiotherapists um you know there could be naturopaths or or other types of professional care within a group setting and some massage therapists will choose to work you know open their own office and work individually or with a couple of other massage therapists in a practice so there's quite a bit of variety um it is a fantastic profession if you like to travel because um massage therapists trained in bc especially but coming out of canada are highly respected around the world so that's really a neat thing we have massage therapists um, that i know from our program living in italy living in switzerland living in australia so that's really neat that's awesome yeah it gives it sounds like there's lots of opportunity once you graduate so that's great and so in in, i I do want to talk a little bit about sort of the history on how you got uh, as as an owner of OCM team before we do 
what sets you apart from other massage therapy schools? Like why, why would a student choose OVCMT over somebody else? Well, I think the, what you touched on before about the fact that we really focused in on registered massage therapy education only. I think that's really a key when someone is searching for a program. Another thing that we pride ourselves on here is community. So, you know, we have instructors that come from large universities teaching classes of 700 people. And the difference that they see is when they're in a program like ours that, you know, you get to know your students. There's a real sense of community and we believe every person coming in is bringing something to add to the program that enriches the learning of their classmates and um, adds to the fabric of what we call our OV community. And so that's really what we think sets us apart is, is that community that caring? Um, we consider every student that comes to our program a future colleague. Uh, because, of course, there's registered massage therapists, physicians, chiropractors, physios teaching here, but there are future colleagues. And so um, that's something I think that we get excited about. And it's something that we sort of pride ourselves on. Yeah, it's interesting because, you know, we've, we've worked together for a few years. And the one thing, the two words that come to mind is dedication and care. You can just see you guys truly care about the students and the experience and every little bit of every how you guys are running your program. So, um I mean, I don't know the others compared to the other colleges, but I can see from you guys, there's so much dedication and care that you put into everything you do, which is, which it comes through, right? So. I got to credit um, the staff. I got to credit the staff for that. They're very passionate about what they teach, right? right? They teach because they love teaching and they want to move the profession forward and empower students and future registered massage therapists. So they're very excited and passionate about what they do. And it's a really fun place to work because of that. That's awesome. So let's take a little step back. Um, uh, when did you take over OVC OVCMT? And, and I read, I think last night, it was an interesting story of how that came to be as well. So if you can tell a little bit about the story on, on I think you were out for dinner or something like that, and you made a comment. So if maybe you can talk a little bit about how that all came to be on, on you know, where you now sort of are, are, are leading the charge over there. So I was actually in my 30s when I decided on a, on a career change and massage therapy is, is a, uh, what I decided on. So I have been a student actually at this school. And then once I was a therapist, I came back to do some supervision in our clinical department. Um, that's working sort of one on one with students, then right. a teaching assistant, then a teacher. And then um, and then we usually have a staff meeting each year at the beginning of the year. We have a barbecue and, you know, staff meeting combined and uh, really just enjoy connecting with the other teachers and staff at the college. And it really was during a, a conversation sitting across the table. I'm kind of a I think one of my giftings is that visionary person, right? Those that, that idea person. Yeah. So I was sitting across from the, the founder of our college, Doug Fairweather. And I said to Doug, hey, you know what you should do? You should do this or you should do that. And I was just sharing my ideas because I get excited about the future. Yeah. And he looked at me very seriously and said, buy the college from me and you do those things <laughs> and I'm like oh you'll never retire right yeah. and he said no I'm serious I I want you to buy the college from me and so that was a really exciting thing I sort of went home and thought about it and explored it and spent some time with Doug and um, that's really how it all started to come about and so I have been the owner since uh, March of 2017 and uh, since that time we've made some really exciting additions it's been a great place to create because it had such a strong 
a reputation for quality and um, and years of experience. And then you can add your new creative fun ideas on top of that. So what are some things that you, I think you uh, mentioned from what I hear, like there was a good, there was a really good solid foundation when you, when you, in 2017, when you took over and you've built on it. So what are some of the things, if you can, some highlights for the last couple of years, you're like that you can really pinpoint that you've added and made changes and growth and added value to what you guys are doing. Right. Well, you know, 26 years ago when the college started, there was, there was no focus on anything, um, online, right? Uh, websites weren't really a thing. You kind of, everything was through the mail. So yeah. I realized that the, the student of today wants technology. They want to access their lectures. They want to access videos. They also want to gather information about their future career by going online. And so that's been a big focus. We have um, increased our learning platform. Um, yeah. We've really increased the use of that so students have access to go in and, and access um, information from their classes, perhaps video lectures, that kind of thing, as well as sort of we've updated our website, we've updated um, all of our logos, um, a lot of our policies and procedures here, um, and really try to involve the students more. We have what's called the STAR program where students can come back and um, that are currently our students, but they can come in when we're when we're introducing people. We do something called an introduction to massage workshop, and so that gives the people considering this career an opportunity to really take a class and see what it's like. But they don't want to always hear from the teachers; they really right. want to hear from the students, get their perspective, um, you know, connect with them. And so we have put that in place, and we call it our students' admissions representative, Stars for short. And our students are excited to be a part of the community and, and sort of give back and connect with future students. And it's, it's really uh, been a neat thing. That's awesome. Um, so we haven't really, you and I haven't spoken a lot uh, in the last few months, but um, since the pandemic hit and, and we just realized this morning, we, we probably caught you at the busiest week of the year as you guys are ready to open again on Tuesday. Um, uh, but how are things going for over, like you're, you're in a, you're in a business that you're, you're in a classroom. There's you're besides students. So how have you guys adapted and what does that look like for you guys moving forward now? Well, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, Rob. So we have been inventing. We have such a great collaborative team and I have to credit them for generating ideas. And we have generated a lot of really neat ways to deal with the pandemic. It's um, a lot of businesses are scaling back or shrinking in this difficult time. And for us, we've done the opposite actually. So we have a combined program Are during COVID, you're taking a part of your class, maybe the lecture component online, and then the hands-on component still needs to occur in a classroom setting. Yeah. So we have uh, on Tuesday will be the first day we are opening our new OV Learning Center. And so that is an additional um, 6,600 square feet of learning space for students so that we're able to socially distance and teach classes. Um, our classes, um, you know, they're probably between 30 and 40 students. And right. um, so we've taken our main campus and split it into two halves, a front half and a back half. And then we have one group of students in at a time. So 30 to 40 students in each half. And we split that group into two. 
So two groups of 15 or two groups of, you know, 17 students. Right. And um, so that we have that space for them to learn. And then now we realized we need more, more room, more space, um, more areas for students to engage. And so we have expanded into our new learning center and we just had uh, sort of a soft opening with staff last night and it was great. So, yeah. Well, that's exciting times. So and is a new learning center near the current uh, campus? Yeah, it's one block, one block down. Oh, nice. And uh, yeah, so it's great. It has uh, all the facilities um, that we need for teaching and um, as well as our in-reach program, which um, is coming back online in September, where we treat where students have the opportunity to treat members of the public. And this is an ideal space for it. Um, lots of room, the ability to curtain off um, uh, 16 treatment rooms. So that's, um, it's good. And it's, we can control it, right? We can sanitize right. it. Um, right. We can, so, you know, make sure that social distancing um, and cleaning protocols are in place. And did you guys, because you are in a, the program has to have hands on, like you said, because that's all you have to teach. Is that, was there any online learning before? Is it, is Tuesday a brand new venture for you guys on the online side? We switched to online for our academic classes on about March 20th. Okay. okay. Um, and so students were able to continue with academics. And then we brought our, there's also hands-on classes, but there's a lecture component. And so that came online June 1st. Okay. And so we still have what's called a, blended but it's really a combined program so you might spend a day at home um attending lectures online um sort of doing your assignment on our right. on our learning platform and then come in and focus on the hands-on portion um the next day for instance and you mentioned in reach so that's the opportunity for the public actually to come and get treatment and then that's an opportunity for the students to learn, obviously. Um, and so you had to pause that program, obviously, through the pandemic. Just to verify, you're starting that again on Tuesday. Is that correct? As of Tuesday? That's right. We're starting that again Tuesday. Yeah. When we were putting our processes in place uh, for COVID, we really wanted to have a time where we could train students and staff um, in all of the COVID-19 related processes. And we felt that that was responsible to do that for a section. And so during that section, we did what was called case studies. So students connected um, with mock patients right. um, so that they could learn the process of supporting patients in a COVID-19 safe environment. And then as of Tuesday, we are opening to the public for multiple in-reaches. And that's really something we enjoy. It's a way that we give back to the community as well as the students enrich their learning experience. And so um, that begins again on Tuesday. That's awesome. And that's great. And I think the in-reach program as well is, is, is uh, uh, so the public can come in, but you guys are actually in the community working for people that can't necessarily maybe afford as well. Like you, you do some, I want to call it pro bono for lack of a better word as well. Is that correct? 
Exactly. So our inreach and outreaches are primarily no cost and that gives a way that we can give back to the community in that if um, some people are on disability, we have geriatrics that we treat, um, pediatrics, maternity, um, people who have neurological or systemic conditions. And so those are um, at no cost to the participants. Um, and then, of course, if you want to come in for a relaxation massage, our student clinic is also um, opening and that's low cost. Right. Um, but our inreaches are, are really so that um, those people that might not otherwise be able to access massage care get right. to access it. That's awesome. Um, I read on your site uh, this morning, actually, that you formed a partnership with a school in New Zealand, that you're able to give students a chance to travel to New Zealand. Is that... It, it, do, do I assume that it's paused now? And I'm curious how even that even came about. Like, how did that even come together? Well, we have um, a, a former staff member that's quite involved in massage therapy research. And that's okay. really how it came about. She traveled to New Zealand to, um, you know, to view and to connect with a research center going on at the Southern Institute of Technology. And right. during that time, it came about that they were interested in a partnership with us. And so once you have graduated from our program here, you are eligible to complete your Bachelor of Therapeutic and Sports Massage at the Southern Institute of Technology in, in McCargill, New Zealand. And we are the only um, program in Canada that has that partnership happening. And so that's something exciting that graduates can do. And we've had a long-term relationship with Thompson Rivers University for our students to continue and complete their Bachelor of Health Science through TRU as well. And that's, that's a lot of students have gone through that program. And so that's sort of a long-standing agreement we've had with TRU, but this um, uh, SIT program has just come about in the last year. Um, uh, it took us about a year to, to connect, um, you know, compare programs, compare courses, and, uh, and so students are able to apply for that. And so they're an international student, so during COVID, you know, I think that it may be limited until yeah. they travel there um, and needless to say, it depends on what New Zealand has for self-isolation once you arrive in that type of thing. Yeah. But it's, it's interesting that, I mean, it's neat that there's so many opportunities for students, it sounds like, and continuing to grow, like even a partnership like this, so you're able, like TRU. So it, it's not, it's not like, it's not just a two-year program. It sounds like there's more that they can do, which is, which is neat too, right? So. Oh, exactly. A lot of massage therapists want to go into research. You know, when they've graduated, they have a great interest in research, maybe in sports, in, um, you know, sort of management um, of healthcare. That's something they can focus on through TRU. So it gives an opportunity for people that want to maybe move into teaching and education, and they want to continue to expand that they can continue on and have their credits from our program count towards these um, other programs. So it's, it's, it's really a neat thing. A lot of our students have, have gone through the TRU program and we're excited um, for the students, you know, moving into New Zealand as well. Yeah, it's excellent. So how do you stay, how do you guys stay connected with alumni? Like how are some ways that you, cause you, you've, you've must, you've must put through over the year of thousands of students. So how do you stay connected and how do, you know, how do you stay connected and how do they stay connected with you? I guess both ways. You know, we have a lot of, um, we, 
we have some connection with our alumni through um, our continuing education. So we have, uh, we, we send it out, we tell them what continuing education is being offered by presenters in our space. Right. So that gives them an opportunity to sort of come back into our space and, and take continuing education courses. Um, we also connect, we have sort of a newsletter that goes out um, a number of times a year, connecting with our alumni. And um, it really is like a family when they're in town, they drop by and <laughs> connect with us and chat. Um, they have business questions or something, they'll phone our business instructor, connect with her. Um, so we really encourage them to come back and uh, you know really stay a part of our family, connect yeah. with us in the future so we know where they're at. So, and how do you, how do you, or your team, or uh, stay, um, I guess, ensure that they're always continuing learning when it comes to the industry? So you mentioned continued learning or continued education after you graduate, but how does your, you know, what do you guys do internally to make sure you're always at the, you know, the latest and greatest, for lack of a better word? Right. So we have um, education programs for our instructors that either occur in-house. We have sometimes presenters come in um, to present um, educational component for our staff in-house, as well as we support our staff to take others two or three different um, adult um, learning programs for education that our staff um, go through a module at a time. Um, so that they're staying up with um, adult learning, teaching education, as well as, um, you know, sort of we keep up with our first aid and, and you know, different things in the industry. And so we have a lot of really um, highly qualified instructors here and then keeping up with sort of that educational component in our team. So we are up on what's happening in the latest research and that type of thing. Interesting. I'm going to take a, a, a a quick turn right now. I want to have, I want to ask you 10 rapid fire questions and then we're awesome. going to go back. There's a few more questions I want to wrap up with that I want to talk. So these are, have nothing to do with OVCMT about you. And the, I, I wanted to be quick, just as, as quick as possible. So um, what was the very first job you ever had? Waitress. <laughs> Where was that? Vanderhoof. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, who's the most famous person you ever met? Uh, Rick Hansen. Oh, neat. Okay. When was, where was that? Was that in Vernon too? Or where was he? Do you remember where that was? I was involved in the BC Winter Games and oh, okay. he was uh, one of the keynote speakers. Oh, that's great. Um, what do you, I know you're busy right now, so you have a lot on your plate, but what are you reading right now? You got a favorite book that you're opening up and reading at night? Oh, let's see. Um, I'm a huge mystery reader. So I think I've just finished them. John Grisham. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, if you could pick pick up a new skill in an instant, what would it be? Um, speaking French. Oh, interesting. Cool. Uh, who's someone you really admire? Um, ooh, that's a toughie, Rob. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Uh, that's great. You got any favorite quotes? Um, it's never too late to be what you might have been. Mm, that's a good one. That's great. What's the first big ticket item you bought with your own money? A Volkswagen Rabbit. 1979 Volkswagen Rabbit. What color was it? Blue. That's awesome. Um, what's something that you would want to do? Let's, let's say we can get through the pandemic. What's one thing you want to do next year that you, you've never done before, either in business or your personal life? Oh, 
that's a toughie. Um, something I want to do that I've never done before. Go skydiving. Go. <laughs> well, I'm a big traveler, so it usually relates to somewhere in the world. If so, you could travel somewhere, where would it be? Let's say the pandemic and you can travel, where, where, where would you go? Where would you like to go that you haven't been? I think my next um, traveling spot is probably Granada, the island of Granada in the Caribbean, um, St. Vincent and the Grenadines. Um, yeah, so it's usually somewhere. I always like to travel and pretend I could retire there someday. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Well, what's, the, what's your favorite place you've ever visited? Ooh, um, honestly, I got to say it's in BC. We live in a beautiful province and not just the Okanagan, the whole province. Right. So we actually, I got to, I got to go back to a cottage that we own um, in a place called Horsefly, BC. Oh, I know exactly where Horsefly <laughs> is. That's awesome. You know, it's interesting, the one thing uh, through the pandemic that's actually allowed people is actually experience our backyard where we always go travel and go everywhere. And I'm like, just, just look around us. Like, I agree, you know, up north, the island, there's so many, the Kootenays, there's so many beautiful places in our province. So last question, what's your favorite breakfast? Oh, uh, cottage cheese with blueberries and almonds. We laugh because it sounds, that's Nikki, that's what she loves, cottage cheese is her thing, so. <laughs> I told you. Nikki's my hero. <laughs> That's awesome. That's uh, too good. Okay, I've got a few more questions. Thank you for that. That was awesome. Fun with that. So um, you have lots of passion. People can see it. People can hear it. What do you love about what you do? Uh, you know, the, I don't know if you're a Simon Sinek fan, but, you know, he always asks, what's your why? You know, what gets you excited in the morning rolling out of bed? And, you know, if you could sum it up, um, you know, why do you do what you do? Well, I got to say, um, as far as education, massage therapy education, I love that light bulb moment. I love connecting with the students. I don't get to as much now that I'm the executive director, but I am a teacher at heart. And so to connect with the students and have them say, hey, I get it. That makes sense to me now. That is super exciting. That's what gets us pumped around here. Yeah. That aha moment for students, really exciting. Um, it's wonderful to see how students change from when they enter the program to when they graduate. They don't just develop as academic knowledge or as massage therapists, they develop as people. And it's super exciting to see. It's really like changing the world one person at a time. Yeah. And that is very exciting. Is there, um, and this might be a hard question, but is there a, a specific student story or experience that really stands out for you? Something like you're so proud of, you can think back and go, wow, like, you know, obviously you can't name the student, but is there anything, you know, is, is there something that comes to mind on the, how you've changed someone's life? Or is there anything that really stands out for you? Well, you know, I think there's so many, it's hard to pick yeah. one, but yeah. I gotta say, you know, we've had some single moms come through the program and they have been incredible. Um, they are organizational gurus to be a single mom and yeah. to come back to change their lives and change the lives of their children and yeah. um and to achieve at such a high level right to not miss a single day of school over the period of two years uh always impresses me right that they um, never missed a clinical shift didn't miss a class and now they have the lifestyle um, that they want to be able to support their family well 
and to have that flexibility and control to be a mom and to work. So that's been kind of, that's kind of neat because uh, I was raised by a single mom. So I always noticed that. So. And yeah. then you mentioned the program isn't in for, you know, it's, it's, it's not an easy program. So you have to be dedicated to, to so to be a single parent and, and to be able to do that is you got to show a lot of dedication. Right. So. Absolutely. I think that you really do have to be dedicated, organized and really ready, have done your homework and you're ready to just put your all in for two years. And um, then it makes it fun, right? You've got, you can just throw yourself in. Yep. Um, I know you have aspirations to continually, I mean, you're at, you added well, over 6,000 square feet that you're opening this week. And, and what, what's the future have in store for OVCMT? Like where, where's your vision? Where do you want to take this? Oh, I can see us expanding out into your neighborhood there, Rob. So <laughs> <laughs> um, I really think that um, we have such a strong team across the Okanagan. We have so many alumni and I would love to continue to expand our program and reach more students. You know, a lot of students from the north of BC um, we're the closest, right? Yeah. And um, uh, sort of reaching students in areas where massage therapy is really needed and there aren't enough therapists. That's something that is exciting for me. Um, not just in the big centers, but a lot of times in a small center, you know, you're waiting three or four months and you've been in a car accident, you need to wait three months to see a therapist. And so there's a real need in other parts of the province. And that's something that excites me, reaching them, making education accessible to those people. Excellent. That's awesome. Well, thank you, Roxanne. Last question. Um, I know you're busy. You want to get on with probably getting ready for Tuesday. So for people that are watching or listening and they're either thinking about massage therapy as a career or maybe even as through the um, in-reach program that you guys do, how do they find out more information? Okay, so you can visit our website, www.ovcmt.com. Um, so there's a lot of information on there about our program, about the courses um, and the schedule, that type of thing. Um, so that's for students that are interested in the program. We also have a dedicated admissions coordinator. So if you have any questions, you can just call the college and she you know, can talk you through um, any questions you might have. Um, for people that are interested in outreach, um, give our, our um, outreach coordinator. So if you call our main campus, um, she will sort of, uh, she's an RMT, so she'll ask you some questions about what's happening with you and yeah. connect you with an inReach that works the best. You have the number handy so you can share with everyone, the phone yeah. number? 250-558-3718. That's our main campus number. Awesome. Well, thank you, Roxanne. It was fun. It was nice catching up this morning. Um, you know, congratulations on everything you guys do. It's awesome to hear that you guys are expanding. I know the passion your team has, so it's, you're showing, you know, you're, you're, we always say here, it's, you know, your overnight success story, 20 years in the making. And, and, you know, it really is the hard work and you guys are seeing the success and, and you know, it's, it's uh, congrats on that. Cause it's, it's, uh, I see the passion you have for what you do, which is, which is so important. Right. So. Great. Thank you, Rob. I really enjoyed chatting and I can hardly wait till we get to visit in person. Yeah, we'll do that soon for over a chai. Um, that was a lot of fun. So thank you so much, uh, Roxanne. Uh, everyone have a great rest of your day. Enjoy the sun. It looks like it's going to be a sunny day today. And thanks for tuning in to Business Matters. Thanks for listening to another episode of Business Matters with host Rob Capello. If you're interested in being on the show, reach out to us and join the conversation.